Hello and welcome to another episode of The Messed Up Gardener. My name is Esther Aiken and I'm your host for today and I'm absolutely buzzed to be here. This week I have still been laid up with a bad back and it's been a struggle to pretty much do anything but that doesn't mean that I haven't tried. Thankfully a friend of mine set up all my seedlings where I can get to them without having to go very far to water them so they will manage just nicely until I get enough juice back in my back to get back into my garden. Hasn't helped either that the weather has been all over the place with crispy, crappy, strong winds and sunshine during the week and of course rain in the weekends, which is again typically my luck. Now I want to thank you for the amazing feedback I got on last week's episode, especially around the old-fashioned tomato sauce recipe. If you didn't get a chance to listen to that episode, the recipe is more towards the end of the episode, so if you don't want to listen to the whole thing, then just bait it, or, and you just want to listen to the sauce recipe, then I suppose hit fast forward for a while until you get to the food preservation for tomatoes, or DM me and I can flick you a copy. Now, as I promised you in this episode, I'm going to be covering growing cucumbers and courgettes. Now, also preserving these cucurbits can be quite tricky. So I've included a pickling recipe that I've used in a number of situations as well. And I've even tried it for the capsicums, which wasn't too bad, actually. I did it when the capsicum was at that nice crispy green stage so that they you know, they weren't as mature as what you normally would for the capsicums. But on the positive, cucumbers and courgettes, which technically are actually fruits, are very easily grown and you can grow them in pots or buckets with holes in them for drainage and they can be grown in small spaces as well. So there is absolutely no real reason to not try and grow them for yourself, especially if you've never tried to grow them before. The courgettes do need a little bit of extra space though. So if you've never grown cucumbers or courgettes before, don't worry as the next lot of questions I have devised with the answers can help you get started. Even if you are an experienced pro gardener, hopefully you'll pick up some up, you know, some interesting little tidbits from these questions and answers as well. Also, I have a whole section on preserving, so do keep listening. Okay, let's have a look at cucumbers to begin with, which is another seriously expensive vegetable aka a fruit, even when they're in season. I know here at a supermarket called Pack and Save, you can sometimes get three cucumbers for $3.50 in the peak season, but normally they are still very pricey. And over winter, I saw a Telegraph cucumber priced at like eight bucks for a stinky small cucumber, which I would never pay that kind of money for. And I really need to sort out my little glass house to start growing them over winter because I am sick and tired of paying big dollars for something that is so easy to grow. Just be wary of the type of cucumbers because there are a number of different varieties such as well, you basically stick with the Telegraph as a general variety because the Lebanese, for example, is an acquired taste and some of the old fashions have got more seed in them than the actual cucumber itself. So again, personal preference, but let's have a look at some of the main questions and their answers around growing cucumbers. 
The first question is surprisingly basic, but again, it depends on where in the world you are, and it is when to plant cucumbers. Cucumbers are a warm weather crop and should be planted after the danger of first frosts have sorry, the last frosts have passed. In most areas, this is around late May or early June. If you're in the States and in New Zealand, that translates to spring and summer. So starting in September, be sure to protect them from late frosts. It's surprising how many frosts we have still had in the last week even. I'm so pleased I have my seedlings indoors. My cucumbers would not have survived the below zero degrees, even here in the Bay of Plenty. Although, looking at ongoing temperatures, we may not be getting too many more of those in the future, hopefully. The next question again is important, and that is, how much sunlight do cucumbers need? Cucumbers need at least six to eight hours of direct sunlight per day. Be sure to plant them in a sunny, well-drained area in your garden. Again, you can grow them in pots on patios as long as they're in a nice warm environment without too much wind and other environmental exposures. Okay, now the next one might be an obvious one, but again, it is different to tomatoes and capsicums and that is how often do you need to water the cucumber plants? Cucumber plants need consistent moisture. So it's important to water them regularly. Aim to water them deeply once or twice a week, depending on rainfall and temperature. If you're worried about them being too dry, just scratch the surface around where they are growing. If it feels dry, give them a drink. Now, it would not be a complete podcast episode if I didn't mention da, 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 mulching. Cucumber plants actually do really well with a chunky mulch around the base of the plant. I'm not talking a composting mulch. I'm talking more of a chunky autumn leaf kind of chunky mulch. As long as you can keep it away from the base of the stem so not to rot the stem. Another great mulch to use is pea straw or normal straw. The reason for that is it actually stops the cucumbers from sitting directly on the soil and rotting where it's touching the soil. You can also use this form of mulch for strawberry plants or even interplanting strawberry plants with the cucumbers as part of your planting plan. The cucumbers go up and the strawberries grow around. This leads nicely to that next question, and that is how to support the cucumber plant. Cucumbers are vining plants and will need a trellis or other support to grow vertically. You can use stakes or a trellis to keep the plants off the ground and make it easier to harvest the fruit. There are lots of ways to get creative when it comes to creating a support system for cucumber plants. You can use chicken wire netting wrapped around a few bamboo stakes or these days there are some really great heavy duty reusable plastic netting products that can easily be cleaned off rolled up and reused the next year without risking nasty cuts from the chicken wire requiring a whole heap of tetanus shots because you have cut yourself with rusty crappy wire. Been there, done that. The next question is how do you know when the cucumbers are ready to harvest? Right, Cucumbers are typically ready to harvest when they are six to eight inches 15 to 20 centimeters long and firm to touch. Be sure to check your plants daily as cucumbers can grow very quickly and become overripe if left on the vine 
too long. Again, make sure to avoid them rotting. Have that mulch underneath them. If you don't have a chunky mulch, then you can try using shredded newspapers. Even though it can get a bit wet and gluggy, it still works better than straight on the soil. Okay, now you have a crap load of cucumbers. You've grown these amazing crops and what do you do with them? And rather than going to waste, you've already handed out a heap to your neighbours or your work colleagues and you still have way too much. So let's have a look at what is the best way to preserve cucumbers for long-term food storage. There is no doubt that cucumbers are a refreshing and tasty addition to many dishes, but they are also highly perishable. If you have an abundance of cucumbers and you want to preserve them for long-term food storage, there are a few methods you can use. One of the most common ways to preserve cucumbers is by pickling them. To do this, you will need to slice the cucumbers and pack them into jars with a mixture of vinegar, salt, sugar and spices. The jars can be processed in a hot water bath to ensure that they are properly sealed and safe for long-term storage. Pickled cucumbers can last for up to a year when stored in a cool, dark place. Another method for preserving cucumbers is by dehydrating them. Thinly sliced cucumbers can be dried in a dehydrator or an oven at low temperatures while, you know, until basically they are nice and crispy cucumber chips. Why not? Once dried, they can be stored in an airtight container for several months. Dried cucumbers can be rehydrated by soaking them in water or added to soups and stews for added flavour and texture. Finally, cucumbers can also be frozen for long term storage. Yes, I'm serious, freezing. To freeze cucumbers, you slice them into bite-sized pieces and you blanch them in a boiling water for a few minutes. Once blanched, the cucumbers can be placed in freezer-safe bags or containers and stored in the freezer for up to eight months. It's not exactly Yeehaw, but it does work. Whichever method you choose, be sure to follow proper food safety guidelines to ensure that you preserve cucumbers, which are then safe to eat, obviously. Okay, so here is that pickling recipe. They, I promised you, and you can use the same recipe for gherkins as well as including measurements and methodology of how to actually do the pickling itself. If you do try this recipe, let me know what kind of outcomes you've had. I have used this on a number of different items in food that I've pickled in the past, including some shellfish that we collected from some of the local beaches around here. So it doesn't necessarily just have to be useful for cucumbers and gherkins. The ingredients are as follows. Obviously, if you have a lot of cucumbers, then double up on the recipe. The ingredients are two pounds of cucumbers, which roughly equates to a kilo of cucumbers, two cups of water, two cups of white vinegar, two tablespoons of pickling salt, one teaspoon of sugar, four cloves of garlic, two tablespoons of dill seeds, yum, and one teaspoon of black peppercorns. Now, the instructions are quite simple, and that is wash and slice the cucumbers into spheres or rounds. You set them aside, and in a large pot, you combine the water, vinegar, pickling, salt, and sugar. You bring it all to boil, and you stir until the salt and sugar is dissolved. Then you add the garlic, the dill seeds, and the black peppercorns to the pot. 
You pack the cucumber slices into sterilized quart jars. You pour the hot pickling liquid over the cucumbers, leaving about half an inch of headspace. You use a clean utensil to remove any air bubbles in the jars, and you seal the jars with lids and the rings. And you process in boiling, you know, you follow up with boiling them in a water bath for about 10 minutes. You remove the jars from the water and let them cool on a towel. You check the seals after a few hours and store in a cool and dark place for up to one year. Now, I hope you enjoy making and eating these absolutely scrummy pickled cucumbers. This might seem like a lot of work, but it really does pay off. Okay, so now that I've mentioned gherkins, it might pay to discuss what the difference is between a cucumber and a gherkin. Cucumbers and gherkins are both members of the same family, but they are different in a number of ways. Cucumbers are larger with thicker skins and fewer seeds, while gherkins are smaller with thinner skins and more seeds. Gherkins are also more tart and crunchy than cucumbers, which are milder in flavour. One of the main differences between the two is their intended use. Cucumbers are typically used fresh in salads or as a snack, while gherkins are often pickled and used as a condiment or a side dish. Gherkins are often pickled in vinegar and spices, which gives them their distinctive flavour. Another difference between the two is the origin. Cucumbers are native to India, while gherkins are believed to have originated in the Mediterranean region. So today, both cucumbers and gherkins are obviously grown in many parts of the world and are enjoyed in a variety of dishes. Okay, enough about cucumbers. Let's have a look at courgettes. So here are a few questions and answers that hopefully will give you, you know, a bit of assistance growing cucumber, uh, cucumbers, <laughs> courgettes successfully. And then when you get to having a whole heap of extra, which no doubt you will, because courgettes are very, very easy to grow and very productive. And you'll be giving them away left, right, and center. And the first question I like to start off with: When should I plant courgettes? Courgettes should be planted in the spring after the last frost has passed and the soil has warmed up. Courgettes really don't like cold feet and they don't tolerate frost very well at all either, which is even more reason to wait in New Zealand to around Labour weekend before you plant them out. You can start them off in a glass house for seeding out and they do quite well if you have them in a small pot getting them established before you do plant them out. Courgettes grow incredibly well in pots and even in a potting mix bag, which is the same method I mentioned last week when planting out tomatoes, especially if you don't have a lot of room. This leads nicely into that next question of how much space do courgette plants need? So each courgette plant needs about two to three feet or 60 to 90 centimetres of space in all directions to grow properly. It pays to have plenty of airflow around the plants themselves and because they can rot out if they get too wet and soggy and humid, which leads again nicely into the following questions. How much water does a courgette plant need? So courgettes need, again, consistent watering, but roughly an inch per week, which equates about 25 mil if you had to put a measure on it. But I tend to water mine every other day. If it's hot, the last thing I want to do is have my courgettes sulk because they are quite a sensitive plant to grow, which again makes it important to be sure to water at the base of the plant and avoid getting water on the leaves because if the leaves do get wet, they can burn not just by sun but also by wind. The next question is actually an interesting one and I have discussed this in length with a few different people over the years and it's fascinating the different feedback I've always had 
But from experience, the question is, do you fertilize courgette plants? Courgettes do benefit from regular fertilization with a balanced fertilizer. Apply it every two to three weeks throughout the growing season. Again, it depends on the fertilizer. Now, as I've mentioned before, I really like using Nitrophosca Blue, especially because it has all those lovely micro and macronutrients that become readily available fairly rapidly in the soil for the plant. So it contains fast and long-lasting nitrogen sources, roughly three months for sustained growth. And again, it is perfect for all plant types, but because of its availability for around that three-month period, it really does suit the New Zealand growing seasons for vegetables, especially. Okay, So the next question is also up to preference, and that is how to know when to harvest courgettes. Courgettes are ready to harvest when they're about 6 to 8 inches or 15 to 20 centimetres long, and the skin is firm and shiny. Again, if you let them get too big, then they become what's known as a marrow which are fabulous for roasting and stuffing, but if you let them get too big, it takes a lot of energy out of the courgette plant and it doesn't produce as many more flowers for new growth as it would if you were continuously harvesting at the size of the smaller preferred courgette size. Again, it's very much a personal preference as to what you prefer. Now, this following question is something I have been asked on a number of occasions. And again, there are so many different ways to do this, but how to harvest courgettes. The standard methodology is to use a sharp knife or shears to cut the courgette fruit off the plant, leaving a short stem attached. If you're going to do that, use a clean implement, but you can excuse me, also twist the courgette off. It takes two hands, one holds the original stem and the other twists the courgette off. Just be mindful that the courgette plants do have a sticky sap that actually feels quite gross on your skin and I'm not a big fan of the slimy, sticky stuff. Okay, here's the fun part, the next question. How to store courgettes? Courgettes should be stored in a cool, dry place. They can be stored in a refrigerator for up to a week. Again, everybody's got different ways of storing them. Some put them in paper bags. Others wrap them up in aluminium foil to preserve them longer in the fridge. Others wrap them in plastic. Again, it totally depends on your preference. I normally go through my courgettes quite quickly, so ultimately they don't last very long in my fridge anyway. Now, this next question is actually quite important because it can be the difference between the longevity of your plant and the volume of crop you get out of it if you stay on top of it, and that is what are some of the common pests and diseases that affect courgettes? Courgettes can be affected by plants, you know, pests, sorry, like squash bugs and diseases like powdery mildew. You're keeping the plants healthy using natural pest control methods can help prevent these issues. The biggest issue I have had in the past has always been powdery mildew because we can have some seriously humid summer days and I tend to try and stay on top of it by using a natural recipe for powdery mildew. This recipe I use for both cucumbers, courgettes, tomatoes, capsicums, basically anything that gets impacted with powdery mildew. That particular recipe I will cover a little bit later in this episode. Okay, so now let's have a look at what the best way to preserve courgettes for long-term food storage. As we know, courgettes, also known as zucchinis, are absolutely delicious and versatile, you know, that it can be enjoyed in many different ways. 
If you have a surplus of courgettes and you want to preserve them for that long-term food storage, there are, again, several methods you can use. One of the best ways to preserve the courgettes is actually by freezing them. To do this, you start by washing and slicing the courgettes into quarter-inch rounds, so roughly 0.6 of a centimetre. You blanch the courgettes by boiling them for three minutes, then immediately transferring them into a bowl of ice water to stop the cooking process. Drain the courgettes and pat them dry, then place them in airtight freezer bags or containers. I like to place them on flat trays before I freeze them so I can free flow them into their freezer bags or containers and you label and date the bags and place them in the freezer frozen courgettes can be stored lovely nicely for up to 12 months. Another way to preserve courgettes is by canning them or putting them into those preserving jars. This method requires more equipment and preparation but it can be a great way to store courgettes for long periods of time to can them or preserve them. Um, You can start by washing and slicing the courgettes again into those quarter inch rounds or 0.6 of a centimetre. You pack the courgettes into sterilised canning jars, leaving one inch or two and a half centimetres of headspace on top. Add boiling water to the jars, again leaving them that inch or two and a half centimetres of headspace. Wipe the rims of the jars clean and then place the lids and the rings on top. Make sure that the seal takes. Can courgettes in this case jarred, uh, can be stored for up to 18 months. Finally, you can also dehydrate courgettes for long-term storage. To do this, wash and slice the courgettes into thin rounds. Arrange the slices in a single layer on a dehydrator tray, making sure that they do not overlap. Dry the courgettes at 150, 125 degrees Fahrenheit or about 51 degrees Celsius until they are brittle and snap when bent. Store the dried courgettes in airtight containers in a cool, dry place. Dehydrated courgettes can be stored for up to two years. So if you are Prepping and storing, that's a great way to preserve them for the long term. In conclusion, freezing, canning and dehydrating are all great ways to preserve your courgettes for long term storage. Choose the method that works best for your needs and enjoy your courgettes all year round without paying ridiculous grocery store prices. Now I understand that courgettes isn't necessarily for everyone and especially if if you have some fussy eaters like kids for example. I used this particular recipe for my daughter when she was growing up and now she eats them like crazy whenever I cook it this way. So I throw I'm throwing this recipe in as a bit of a bonus. It's important to keep the recipe simple and flavorful. Here's a very very easy recipe for sauteed courgettes that even the pickiest eaters will love. And the basic ingredients are two medium-sized courgettes, two cloves of garlic mince, two tablespoons of olive oil, bit of salt and pepper to taste. With the simple cooking instructions being slice the courgettes into thin rounds, heat the olive oil in a large skillet over a medium-high heat, add the minced garlic to the skillet and sauté for about 30 seconds or until fragrant, Add the courgette slices to the skillet and sprinkle salt and pepper. Cook the courgettes for about five to seven minutes, stirring occasionally until they are tender and lightly browned. That's it. This is a simple recipe. It is a great way to showcase the natural flavour of the courgettes. If you want to add some extra flavour, you can sprinkle some grated Parmesan cheese over the top of the cooked veggies as well. Also, before I go, I did promise you a natural recipe to treat powdery mildew on cucumbers and zucchini that has no withholding period. 
So powdery mildew is a fungal disease that impacts many plants, including capsicums, tomatoes, cucumbers, and zucchini. While there are many chemical fungicides that can help treat powdery mildew, some gardeners prefer to use natural remedies that don't have a withholding period. One effective natural remedy for powdery mildew is a mixture of baking soda and vegetable oil. To make this mixture, you combine one tablespoon of baking soda and 2.5 tablespoons of vegetable oil in a gallon or 3.7 litres of water. Mix well and spray the solution onto the effective plants making sure to cover all surfaces another natural remedy is a milk spray mix one part milk with nine parts water and spray the solution onto the affected plants the proteins in the milk help control the growth of powdery mildew both of these remedies should be applied every seven to ten days or as needed to control the spread of powdery mildew it's also important to remove any infected leaves or plants to prevent further spread of the disease just make sure you remember to do these treatments either first thing in the morning or last thing at night that you don't burn, end up burning the plants because you're wetting the main leaves. I hope this particular episode on cucumbers and courgettes were helpful. If you do have any gardening questions, please do reach out. I'm going to keep compiling a list and every now and again I'll do an episode on a bunch of combined questions or I'll chuck it in my quicker messes. Every week I mention this and don't be shy. Let me know if you're needing some private coaching no matter what level from beginner to experience. Reach out and let's chat. I have a few one-on-one gardening mentoring spots available. Sometimes it really is easier to accomplish a task or a project having a gardening mentor and quietly holding you accountable to whatever tasks you set. Flick me a DM or email me, especially if you want a copy of some of these recipes and let's check to see how we can work together my contact details as always are in the show notes don't forget to email me or dm me for any one of my gardening freebies as always i say gardening can happen in any space and in any place and on any budget have an incredibly abundant week and i'll buzz you later bye thanks for listening to today's episode i would love to hear about your gardening adventures flick me a dm on instagram at the messed up gardener or send me an email and let's connect Don't forget to check out my gardening reels on TikTok. If you are looking for some help planning your next garden project or just need some one-on-one private coaching, reach out and let's get growing. If you have a garden-related business or you're looking at starting a gardening business, including arboriculture, land clearing, firewood or a general plant growing and selling business, Let's work together in my one-on-one private business development coaching container, having helped my clients grow several six-figure plus businesses, including from startup to working on million-dollar open space management contracts for many years now. Let me help you and let's grow your business so you can leapfrog your profits and establish a viable and sustainable business. If you're looking for a business podcast, check out my The Let's Buzz You Up podcast available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If this episode was at all helpful, please share with others and let's get growing in any space, in any place and on any budget. Till next time, happy gardening and buzz you later.